I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome into a new episode of another Dolphins Podcast, the Jake and Josh Show. If you missed it earlier today, there was a Han Solo episode from the one, the only Jake Mendel. Please follow him on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L 94. But he came on here and did a podcast called Jake's Takes. He talks about Salvin Ahmed heading to the injured reserve, some of the other injury updates um, that the Dolphins are suffering throughout this short week as they prepare for the AFC East matchup against Robert Sala and the New York Jets on Black Friday. So please check that out. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, give us a five-star review. But most importantly, guys, let me just thank you. As Thanksgiving's approaching, thank you for supporting us. Because like I say time and time again, there is no us without you. But moving on, if Jake Mendel had his opportunity with our baby, the podcast, it is now my turn as the co-parent to take over and do a solo podcast. And I'm going to quite frankly talk about what I believe is on everyone's mind after last night's season premiere, the first episode of the Miami Dolphins or Hard Knocks, I guess the first episode of 2023. We're not even going to talk about Joe Philbin, uh, Vontae Davis, and, and you know the worst days. We are far past that. And you saw that in the very first clip, right? We saw the trailer going around. I wrote an article for the Finsider showing this. It was Mike McDaniel basically, you know, talking to the team. I guess they came back from the bye week and he was like, this is going to be a little bit weird, but I and you are never going to bleep and change. And he basically came right out. I'm never going to change. You guys don't need to change. We're just going to continue doing what we do because we have our eyes set on a prize that is much bigger than, you know, hard knocks or even winning one playoff game. They want to win the AFC East and they want to make some noise into January and February. But continuing on with that, I mean, it sounded like almost he was uh, that episode from the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Where Leo DiCaprio was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not effing leaving. It was just awesome to see. And um, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit immature. Maybe I'm, I, I'm a dude I, I like to hear the swing i like to hear the f-bombs drop because um that's how i'd be i'd be fired up and excited for being in that moment he even wrote up on the he showed up on the the um he even put up on the screen you know how many days they have together and if you're not maximizing every opportunity um you need to check yourself right i mean these are nfl players and um you just love to hear him you know in the sit down interview again talk about how 
he has a chance right now to maximize these players and to set them up for you know their future success right because um if they can become the player under him that they all had anticipated as they reach the nfl level um you know they're set up and then they're just going to reflect back on what type of player they were and mike mcdaniel you know it takes that very very personally and it's just much different than what we've seen and Lastly, on the Mike McDaniel thing, I think it was The Athletic that dropped it. Forget who the first person was to post it, but uh, there was a survey going around where they interviewed, I guess, 73 players, and right underneath Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, was Mike McDaniel as the you know the per- the coach that these players wanted to play under. So um, that just speaks volumes for the type of reputation he's getting, and to see him truly be that player's coach, right? I mean, we hear it. We knew what type of guy he was. We see some of the mic'd up bits with him and Tua Tagovailoa, but uh, this dude's just having the time of his life, and He's truly trusting his players, and he's building the everything that we've ever wanted as Dolphin fans. So that was one of my favorite moments, and that was the very first instance where you realize, okay, it's not 2012 Joe Philbin anymore. The next thing that really, you know, got me fired up and, um, you know, as a, one of the very first Tua stands, I mean, left arm of God, whatever you want to call me, um, I know I know, I've been marked at from the very beginning, but... To see Tua Tagovailoa in this light, right? I mean, we knew that he was a change man. We knew this wasn't the same Tua Tagovailoa that was walking on eggshells with Brian Flores around, you know, in that lethargic offense with all those different chefs in the kitchen. No, this is his second year under Mike McDaniel in offense where he grabbed by the balls and made his own, and you can just tell what type of leader he is. You know, it, it starts with the cornrows, right? I mean, that was one of the coolest things. He just seems so excited to show those things off, and it just shows that this is a different guy that just is himself, right? If he wants to, if he doesn't want to cut his hair and he wants to get cornrows, he's going to do that and he's gonna go out there and continue playing at a top level so to see the relationship that Tua Tagovailoa had with Mike McDaniel the two guys joking around and just seeing how much it meant to Tua Tagovailoa you know just to see that he's never changing right I mean there was a practice squad guy that you had to keep you know nagging on him and hitting him after the play to imitate what uh, Max Crosby's going to do and I mean Tua Tagovailoa after each one sitting there thanking him so um I love to see the growth from Tua Tagovailoa excited to see where we're going from here and I'm excited to see what he got these uh, other guys in the quarterback room as his secret Santa right because we know Tua Tagovailoa was a huge Christmas guy. I think he came out at one point wearing pajamas. He continues to talk about how he's real excited about Christmas. And um, he sat there and said, you know, I need a lot of time, guys. I need a lot of time for this. But then went on to also say how he already has all their gifts um, picked out. So it was just nice to see Tua Tagovailoa in a different light than what I I remember anyway from the Brian Flores time. I mean, there was a video going back at that point where he just looks absolutely, you know, demoralized. And now he's going around, you know, just looks like a little kid in a candy shop. And I, I just, again, it just feels so good to be a Dolphins fan right now. It's, it's a little bit unbelievable for being completely honest. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Speaking of Tua Tungvaloa being a dog, I mean, my goodness. I loved what Mike McDaniel said at the beginning of the episode, but Anthony Campanile, the linebacker coach, coming in there and talking to the team, um, it got me so fired up, and I think it might have started with the quote that he put up there from Vince Lombardi, and I'm going to read it off to you. I think um, it had Christian Wilkins running out of the tunnel with the brick wall in the background, Um, but it says, imagine for a moment, if you can, a man running down the street with all of your worldly possessions, taking from you everyone that you have ever loved and everything that you hold dear. I guarantee you would find a way by any means 
necessary to stop that man. That very simply put is pursuit. And that was from Vince Lombardi. And when you think about it, man, as a father of three, you know, um, you could, you don't have to have kids. You, you can just sit there and think about someone doing something to your family, you know, anything, you know, taking one of your most prized possessions, maybe whatever it might be, you're going to move heaven and earth to get to that person. I know I would if anything were to ever happen to my children. So to, you know, to hear him put it in that perspective, I mean, you can see why Christian Wilkins is hustling down the field, making tackles, you know, 25 yards downfield. You can see why Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips are never giving up because um, when you hear things like that, when you hear him yelling and screaming and um, I mean, that to me looked like a future head coach, right? I mean, I know um, sometimes we get overly excited about those things. Um, there was a was it Chris Richards for the Dallas Cowboys? I think there were some clips going around of him yelling at the secondary. And at that point, we all wanted him as the Miami Dolphins' next head coach. Who knows how that would have worked out? But um, my point is sometimes that doesn't really translate, but it does seem like Anthony Campanile has translated um, to those players. And I think Mike McDaniel then came out today. I'm recording this at about noon. Recording this one time, and I, I forgot to hit the record button. But anyway, you know, I think he even came out and said, you know, anytime you get a guy like him with that type of energy in front of a room, it's going to do good things for that, uh, you know, the team in general. So um, I'm intrigued to see how he continues to grow. I think he had an interview as defensive coordinator before the Dolphins inevitably signed Vic Fangio. I may be um, mistaken with that, but he's a guy that continues to grow. And I do think, you know, maybe you know, years down the road, this could be a guy that could potentially be a head coach in the NFL because to be a coach in the NFL, as Mike McDaniel's proven, you just got to prove that you can relate to these players, that you care about these players, that you love these players, and that you're going to do what's best for these players. And, um, you know, I, again, would have ran through a wall for Anthony Campanile. And to be honest, he's one of my favorite guys. When I got a chance to, uh, you know, sit on the pressers a lot more than I do now during the COVID era, I mean, he would talk about his Italian, Italian heritage, you know, some of the dishes he would make, and it was just incredible to hear how excited he was. So um, rooting for that guy, rooting for the Dolphins um, defense, I guess, right? But that dude is a dog, and I'm excited to see where things go from there. Again, another dog. Speaking of dogs, Tyree Kill, man. I mean, 10 catches, 146 yards, a touchdown. You get to see him getting married, get to hear him talk about a little bit of retirement and looking at things, um, you know, a couple years down the road, which had admittedly had me a little bit Joe Philbin queasy, but we're not quite there yet. Hopefully we don't, I was just going to say, hopefully we don't win a Super Bowl and this dude just rides off in the sunset. But I mean, I might be okay with that because then we get a Super Bowl, but oh my God. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to delete that. Might delete that. But we saw Tyreek Hill get married. We saw his relationship with his longtime fiance. And to hear that he got married at the bye, you know, he's excited to be able to settle down. He really has a grasp on life. I mean, and it, it kind of translates, right? I mean, we all knew he was a stud when he was in the, with the Chiefs. But he came here. And I mean, from my perspective, he's just taken his game to a new level. He looks happier. He looks like he's a, an entirely different player. And statistically, he's kind of showing that, right? So um, to see that he's happy now was awesome. To see and this was another thing that caught me off guard but to hear the the referee before the game i mean i like that he's they're going around talking to players and i guess that makes sense but for him to sit there and say tyree don't be putting the peace sign today i mean uh, i don't want to have to make a decision i mean have we become that soft as a league where you really can't throw up a peace sign to taunt your players i mean i i don't know man they call it the no fun league i always kind of you know faux pod that and said no it's not so bad but that that was just that threw me off a little bit but good for Tyreek for not taking it to that level but the last thing with Tyreek Hill and it goes back to his wife someone spilled nachos on on this poor woman and Tyreek Hill's mom who Tyreek Hill's mom seems like the funniest lady she didn't even know who Steven Ross was who's writing like uh what a billion dollar checks but um yeah some fan she it looked like she might have knocked him out of his hands but either way they ended up with nacho cheese on him um 
Nacho guys now on Twitter. I don't know if it's the real Nacho guy on Twitter, but um, there's some controversy over these nachos, whether or not they were hot, you know, whose fault it was. Um, but that's uh, a terrible moment to be in if you're either of them, right? The Dolphins just had a big play. I forget what happened in that instance, but, um, you know, she threw her hands up. She was excited. And next thing you know, you're wearing nachos. And this poor guy just poured nachos on Tyreek Hill's wife. I mean, I might. Uh, you definitely have to grow a mustache at that point. Maybe your hair out and just change your identity for a little bit. Because I don't know that I'd come out in public, but knowing Tyreek, he's probably giving like a buy him nachos and, and sign a football for him or something. Last but not least, again, I'm going back to Tua talking about Loa. I probably missed some things. I'm sorry. I watched this late at night. Told Jake I was going to come on and do a quick recap. Might do recaps as, um you know, episodes progress, but we'll see about that. Hopefully, Jake and I can get on here and talk about it together. But the last thing I want to talk about was at the end of the game. The Dolphins had just won 20-13. to We knew Tua Tungvaloa threw for the most yards against the lost uh, Vegas Raiders defense. But it was Tua Tungvaloa not feeling like... You know, he won in a way, right? I mean, you just won the game 2013 in the NFL. Again, all that matters is wins. He's up for FedEx Air Player of the Week, but we can all agree, you know, the fumble, the interception, whether it was a miscommunication between him or Jalen Waddle, whatever it is, I mean, Tua Tomalo puts that on himself. And to hear him go to those defensive players after the game and say, you lifted us up, I got to play better. That, to me, just shows that he is that leader. He is that guy that you want to lead your franchise. And he is that right guy to take us to the promised land, which, um, you know, some some in the fan base may have questioned before, but um, I can I can confidently say, just like I could have a couple years ago, that Tua Tomalo is our quarterback for the future, and I'm, I'm so excited to see where we go. But to hear him again, after having a statistically pretty solid game, go out there and, and be honest with those players, I could have played better. Um, that is what you want from your leader, and that was everything to me. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of another Dolphins podcast. I guess this was a Hout solo episode of another Dolphins podcast. As I said at the top of the pod, please like, subscribe, rate. If you like what you're listening to, please go follow Jake on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. I am Houts at Houts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of another Dolphins podcast. We'll be back this week, but until then, as always, fins up.